the AI will be able to take someone through the entire plan of care without the input of a physical therapist. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Strong Society. And today we are talking about the future of physical therapy and musculoskeletal rehab as we know it. Um, we're going to go through kind of what usual PT looks like right now, how it's evolved to this point, where's the progress going on at, uh, what's the future hold, and are therapists and other rehab professionals just going to go by the wayside. So let's get into it. So what usual PT looks like, um, and the reason I even got onto this train of thought is because there's so many digital healthcare startups um, coming into the mix. Um, there is Sword Health, there's Hinge Health, there's Kaya, which is now partnering with United Healthcare, and uh, there's Omada. There's several others that I can't think of off the top of my head, but there's a ton that are out there now. And it's really interesting to kind of look at uh, where musculoskeletal rehab is going in the treatment of pain because pain, especially chronic pain is becoming, and it has been for a while, a really, really large issue. So I just want to go first into what usual PT looks like or usual rehab services. So generally somebody will have pain, um, they'll have an injury and they will be referred to their physical therapist or other rehab professional and they're going to go in and, you know, uh, do very, they'll do the evaluation from the therapist who will measure range of motion, strength, um, see kind of psychologically how they're dealing with the injury and pain, see where the social constraints are, um, see what potential barriers there are to them meeting their goals and improving their, their overall function getting back to doing the things they enjoy. So that's all part of the evaluation process. And then you've got uh, just the implementation of like, hey, do these exercises. Um, let's modify them in this way to help you get to from point A to point B. This is a very basic overview. Of course, um, you know, <laughs> there's exercise, there's stretching, clinical decision making that progresses or regresses exercise, which is actually in my opinion, um, where the nuance or, or where the, I suppose, yeah, I guess nuance is the right word, but, um, where the higher skill level is to, to really make a difference in somebody's life in terms of, um, progressing from, from an injury. So you've got all of that and that's generally in person. Now you do have, um, you do have some people, uh, like myself who are also doing it online. I do a combination like a hybrid, uh, online and in person. Um, so that's happening more often now. Um, people, some people are doing group coaching and things of that nature. So there, there are a lot of different, uh, offerings of physical therapy and rehab services at this time, but um, where is the progress at right now? Like what's at the cutting edge? So what I'm seeing with sword health, hinge health, and, uh, Kaya is instead of in-person physical therapy, what they're doing is they use an app. It gathers your information. 
and it provides you with a program that matches with the symptoms that you're having. And then in all of them, they're basically all the same at this point, um, from what I can tell. If you know somebody who works there and can tell me differently, I'd love to interview them. But um, essentially, you you go through the you know the evaluation process on the app, and then the app tells you, hey, do this stuff, and then that is overseen by a physical therapist who will progress or regress the movements and exercises and stuff and such to make sure that you're making progress. Now, there's also health coaching with, I think, all three of these that also help people with, um, you know, addressing some of the barriers they might have, like if they can't, if they feel like they don't have the energy or the time to do some of the movements, um, if they're struggling with coping with the injury or pain, and that's holding them back from from getting better. Um, There's also the health coaching aspect to it. If somebody does need surgery, um, at least I want to say it was Sword Health that is doing, they actually have MDs on staff as well. Um, and so you can consult with them to see like, okay, like is is there like a surgical option or maybe you need an injection or something like that. And of course, therapists can should be giving their input on that as well because generally you're working with somebody for a longer period of time. But that's a little bit different than the current so sword health and all, all those all those guys that offering is quite a bit different than what we see in traditional therapy i think that this is actually a good thing a therapist might think this is a bad thing but i think it's actually a good thing because a lot of people need access to care right there's a barrier to getting the care and for a lot of like things that are going to get better on their own, just with a little bit of guidance, I think this is a great first step. Now, what I don't see these companies doing yet, and maybe they are doing it, um, I just haven't seen it on their website. Um, Again, I haven't spoken to a bunch of people at these companies yet, but it is possible that they're also triaging people who are more complex to in-person providers. Because ultimately, if somebody or having like more face-to-face sessions with somebody because some people have really complex uh, chronic pain or complex injuries that do require more face-to-face time to help with the progression. Um, and, it, you know, apps aren't there yet to uh, be able to progress somebody through really complex chronic pain. I think in the future they could be, but um, we're just not there yet. So, Um, it's really cool what I see going on and I'm excited to see kind of what happens in the next five to 10 years with this technology and with the system that they have set up. Now, I don't know how sword health says that they're using artificial intelligence. It's kind of a buzzword that's thrown around a lot. Um, you know, whether there is AI being used, like that's a big umbrella term. There's probably some amount of machine learning being done because they have lots of data that's coming in and maybe that's uh, helping to like determine which program would work best for somebody. So that would be pretty cool. Um, But as far as I can see, that's the extent of the technology. So um, our regular PT is going to go away. (laughs) No, um, not by a long shot, at least not for a long time. Um, I think that ultimately 
PTs will probably actually will be able to use our license to its highest potential working on really complex cases versus just really run of the mill back pain or knee pain or, or neck pain that you, know, you give a couple different exercises and they get better in four to six weeks, right? Um, we're going to be dealing with more of the complex stuff. So our communication skills are going to be even more important. Our ability to help people manage the biopsychosocial aspects of the pain experience are going to be very, very important as well. Um, so I think we'll become even more integral in that as we are getting triaged, more people are getting triaged um, to us for that purpose. Now, what in the distant future do we have job security? Well, <laughs> if we continue to make the progress that we're making in the rehab space, and if technology continues to progress at such a rapid pace, I think what could potentially happen, and I wrote this in a blog post that I'm going to be uh, publishing pretty soon too, I think that ultimately what we're going to see is we will see um, AI that is able to diagnose and treat somebody with um, simple and complex injuries and pain. And the AI will be able to take someone through the entire plan of care without the input of a physical therapist. Now, that sounds crazy. <laughs> it sounds absolutely insane when I say it. But if you look at what Tesla is doing, building humanoid robots, if you look at Google, what they're doing with, um, I believe it's DeepMind AI and like some of their, their various projects. Um, and Google's not the only one, by the way. There are other companies that are um, putting out, putting billions of dollars into the development of artificial intelligence. So I think it's only a matter of time before um, an algorithm can kind of do the whole evaluative process and adjust the plan of care. Now, is that 50 years out? Is that 100 years out? Is it, is it 30? I don't know. But eventually that will happen. Um, just like lots of jobs have gone by the wayside over the past um, 100 years because of technology, uh, eventually physical therapists and other rehab professionals, um, doctors as well, we're going to have to continue to reinvent ourselves and learn how to provide our services in a different way. So that is the only thing that is certain in life is the uncertainty and the change that comes with being alive. So uh, if you can continue to reinvent yourself, you'll be fine. If you decide you're going to plant your flag in the ground uh, now and it's in the same spot 30 years from now, you're gonna be unhappy. <laughs> That's just a, a reality. So um, yeah, that was kind of the, the thoughts I had about how um, artificial intelligence is going to eventually evolve. Um, and again, I want to reiterate, I don't think that PTs are going by the wayside, but, um, I think it's very possible that in 30 to 50 years that there will be an algorithm that can do an evaluation the same or better than a PT. So just how, um, now, there are um, programs that can actually read 
imaging, like imaging, so MRIs and X-rays, better than radiologists. So, I, if I was in med school, I probably wouldn't become a radiologist right now. <laughs> and even like robotic surgery for very simple procedures is um, is a thing now. So, you know, watch out surgeons, I guess, too. It's crazy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. But um, that's all I got for you guys today. If you uh, enjoyed this, depending on where you're listening, if you're listening to it on the podcast, just go ahead and um, subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy it and uh, maybe share it with a few friends. If you are on YouTube, go ahead and like the video, please, if you haven't already. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe think about subscribing so, uh, you can see more stuff like this, but, uh, yeah, thanks for watching and I will see you in the next one. What is up my strong people? Hope you enjoyed today's show. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. Please go ahead and tag me in a tweet at Nathan Kadlicek. Send me an email to Nathan at CatalystPT.com. That's K-A-D-A-L-Y-S-T-P-T.com. Or send me a DM on Instagram at Dr. Kadlicek, D-R Kadlicek. There will be plenty more episodes coming up in the future weeks and months, so make sure to turn on notifications so you can be the first to hear them. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And thank you so much for listening. Let's keep working to solve these big issues in the world. And until next time, stay strong, be resilient, and grow.